Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. Thursday. Call a friend, tell him. He's on the air. We got it right here. News and stuff right after this. Well, a year and a half ago, our world changed forever. Five grandkids suddenly coming into the Patton household. Mrs. Patton and I are old fogies here. What do we know about teenagers and one-year-olds? So much has changed. Took Max, the seven-year-old, to school today. Talked to him about his baptism. I led him to Christ a couple of weeks ago. He's going to get baptized this Sunday. Got a big army coming to participate in that. Wonder what would have happened if we not taken these kids in. And then Jalea, and these are all black children, by the way. And then Jalea, oh, my two-year-old sweetheart. If I get her up, Grandma Patton gets her up, it's usually the same. I love you. She wakes up so excited every day about life. Oh, man, it's great. I thank the Lord. At the time, I thought, what a burden. You know what? Not really been a burden, if you look at it right. Our life changed, certainly, but my goodness, the blessings that have flowed. Sharon and I could have done a lot of things together here in our older days, but could it get any better than this? We get another opportunity to raise a whole family here. To God be the glory. Great things he's doing. I love you, Lord. Thanks again. What in the world is going on? I did it. Somehow I forced myself to watch the entire Republican debate. I usually get the cliff notes from different conservative sources to kind of get an idea. No, I'll just see how they react. It's different. It really is when you watch somebody and... Uh, <laughs> scum we called someone scum that was nikki haley and they say she gave as good as she got it at the third republican presidential primary debate on a slim down stage during the showdown and it was full of insults intertwined with some very serious policy discussion it was pretty good so nikki haley former u.n ambassador and former South Carolina governor's ascendancy to the 2024 GOP nomination to presidency, Haley has repeatedly been in the spotlight. She was last night again in Miami during the two-hour debate, just a few miles from where former president or President Donald Trump was holding a simultaneous rally himself. Okay, why call your fellow candidate scum? Well, that was because Vivek Ramaswamy was firing the most shots at Haley, and it appeared to get real ugly and quite personal between the two. Ramaswamy took aim at Haley's pledge to ban the short-form video hosting service called TikTok. In fact, all of them, all of them said if they became president, they'd shut down TikTok. They're from China, you know, and it just makes common sense. Well, that's another story. <laughs> The spies are here. Anyway, anyway, this is a TikTok, a subsidiary of the Chinese-owned company, and the problem is national security with TikTok being used by most kids in America. Anyway, 
She made fun of me, said Ramaswamy, for actually joining TikTok while her own daughter was actually using the app for a long time. That was Ramaswamy's big mistake. So you might want to take care of your own family first, said Ramaswamy. Boy, she snapped back. Leave my daughter out of your voice. And she, later, she called him scum. Ramaswamy is, oh man, scum. Anyway, I thought it was pretty good. Pretty interesting. Where is Donald Trump? I wonder how all the Muslims reacted to each candidate saying basically the same thing. Supporting Israel, giving them whatever they need to wipe Hamas off the face of the map. Kill every one of them. That's basically the thought of all five of these Republican hopefuls. And rightly so. They are wicked, demonic human beings. They need to be destroyed. It happened in the Bible. This is important, my friend. And it's something to pray about. Israel's going nowhere. They're going to mop this thing up if it takes years. And they go through every tunnel in Gaza. The problem, of course, is against all the innocent people, whoever they are, all those 200-some hostages... It is a mess. Glad you live in America? I sure am. Well, I was just appalled, absolutely appalled at some of the stuff you sent me, did further research and realized these things are everywhere. We'll be talking about new candy for kids in the shape of condoms. Now, what sick mind would put something together like that? Make you want to throw up? Tell me that the new America is not a flood of evil. A candy company? You can buy different companies' brands on Amazon. Candy condoms for kids. Where is my gun? So how far do you go to get a news story, I wonder? Having been in this all my life, this is wrong. A new report about the images that came out on October the 7th and the terror attacks by Hamas on innocent Israeli civilians, killing 1,400 of them, is raising some serious questions, or should, about the actions of photographers apparently employed by the Associated Press, CNN, Reuters, and the New York Times. What's the charge? These guys, gals, whatever, I assume mostly male, were embedded with the Hamas terrorist, with these demonic sickos. They accompanied the terrorists into Israel. They knew the attack was coming, and they, in essence, participated in it. Wow. Hamas terrorists were not the only ones who documented the war crimes they had committed during their deadly rampage across the southern border there in Israel. Some of their atrocities were captured by Gaza-based photojournalists working for all of these American companies. My, oh, this... I think this is serious business here. Caught between the devil and the deep blue sea, Hamas. Those demon-led human beings now slaughtering Gazans if they try to get out of there, try to get away. Are they sick? Very sick. Well, what do you know, Joe? You continue to prove very little. Hey, the Department of Health and Human Services has rolled out a new gender pronoun policy that one Heritage Foundation expert and former official there of HHS says violates employee rights and will result in the firings for what is called misgendering. 
HHS and the federal government requiring its employees to speak falsehoods. So do you identify as a he, a she, or, or what? Put the name tag on so I know what to say to you. I don't want to get fired. The government has imposed a transgender pronoun mandate on its employees who will now be forced to deny biological realities with their own words or they're going to face firing and be included in a screenshot of an email to employees at the department. Government workers will be compelled to adopt a state-approved ideology requiring people to deny their own faith. All employees should be addressed by the names and pronouns they use that they describe themselves by. So how would you know? Do you have to have a name tag, do you think? The email to HHS employees stated as part of its push for gender identity and non-discrimination guidance that it says protects employees' rights and protections related to gender identity and it's all a bunch of blah, 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 demonic garbage. Can you believe the trash that we have to put up with today? I'm getting older. I'm tolerating less. And this is just so absolutely insane some of the stuff that's happening in this country today oh you agree with me i know you do so donald trump is practically broke eh? <laughs> president donald trump's corporate worth is an issue now that's because of the new york attorney general letitia james who campaigned on the platform of getting trump and claiming in a civil case that he inflated the values of his properties and she would like to see him pay $250 million in damages. And she wants the courts to kill Trump's business entities entirely, do away with all of it. Oh my goodness, this is just... Judge Arthur Engeron already has ruled, oh, there was fraud, all right. Even though there's no evidence of any loan defaults, any complaints from business associates, or anything. Anything. Further, the paperwork involved in Trump's real estate deals included a disclaimer, now get this, telling anyone who purchases property or things from him they should do their own due diligence on property value. And I guess that's a standard clause in so many real estate contracts. But now that the judge on his own wildly ruled that Trump's Mar-a-Lago home was worth about $18 million, he's become a real estate expert, and that uh, had jaws dropping all over the place and laughter from the experts in this field of real estate. A report has appeared with real documentation now. The Epic Times explains Trump's net worth jumped by more than $500 million after he left the White House. That detail comes from Bloomberg's Billionaire Index, which states Donald Trump is now worth $3.1 billion. The reason for the increase, according to the index, is due to the former president's properties having appreciated in so much value from 2021 to 2023. It's a political game. Get Trump. We don't want him in the White House. What do you think is going to happen, my friend? Business news from being on top of the mountain to on your knees saying, please, please. That's what's happening. We work. One of the fastest growing biggest in the world just a couple of years ago. We work asked their landlords representing nearly $3 billion of the failed company's debt to please, please, please 
be open to renegotiating and canceling the leases. Disney reported its earnings yesterday. Bob Iger showed why the company wanted him back to rule the kingdom there. Demonic kingdom anymore. Disney posted a better than expected profit. Iger saying Disney can move beyond this period of fixing and begin building the business back again. Okay. Health news. They say this thing is like a, a GPS system for your nervous system. That thing is so tiny. Looking in at the end of a, a finger here, it's just a little tiny chip that doctors can put into your body with a catheter. Autonomics is developing technology that doctors can potentially use to detect a, a wide range of disorders in your body and could place that company at the core of an estimated $100 billion market opportunity. And that's something. Seems like every day there's another drug out there for weight loss, but they say this one is really something. Eli Lilly, the agency signed off of Z-Bound, a version of the company's popular diabetes medication. And then uh, Manjaro, specifically, that's out there now to treat obesity. In one study sponsored by the company, patients taking this drug lost an average of 22.5% of their body weight. They say it's, it's something else. Analysts predict it's going to be worth $100 billion in the next seven years. Eli Lilly expects to begin selling the drug at the end of the year. Oh, a little salty here. Going to cost you $1,060 a month. Hmm. And finally, who said that? AAAs come out saying that properly inflated tires, you've heard this before, can save three cents per gallon. I say properly counted ballots can save you $3 a gallon. So here I am in my 70s, and uh, you know what? I miss Captain Kangaroo. Oh, I like this. Here's a picture of a porcupine and a skunk. Under the porcupine, open carry. You can see those weapons on And the skunk, concealed carry. That's a good one. And maybe we just have to settle for this before the break. No matter what happens this month here in November, at least you're not a turkey. Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this. Hey, glad you're saved today. Have you told anybody about it lately? Was at the bank yesterday, had a great opportunity talking with this black gentleman. He just was talking about the grandkids. One thing led to another. We started witnessing to one another, and I realized he was an evangelist, 72 years of age, and he said he was ordained at 15. He had a great story to tell. It was something else. So he said, I know why God had me talk to you now here at the bank. I normally don't do this. Isn't that something? Yep, you got a message to tell, my friend. Tell it today. That's how Paul started out. Didn't know anything about God and how to do it. He just started telling people what God had done in his life. That is a great program for you and I to follow anytime. Do it. Well, I was looking over my Facebook page this morning, and there are some really creative shirts, T-shirts, beautiful sweatshirts giving testimony for your faith in Jesus Christ and, and what he is all about, what Christianity is all about. So many effective ways to witness 
in 2023. I guess this one comes from uh, Fox News. They told a story recently. It's a good one about a 13-year-old girl who got in trouble at her school because she was wearing a shirt that said, Virginity Rocks. The back of her shirt was equally delightful, they said, and, and showed that she was one very forward-thinking young lady, 13 years old. It read, I'm loving my husband, and I haven't even met him yet. This girl's testimony reminiscent of how the Lord Jesus Christ showed that he was one very forward-thinking God-man, when he prayed to God about his 11 disciples. Neither I pray for these alone, but for them also which believe on me through the word, John 17, 20. Most Bible commentaries maintain that the Lord was talking about you and me and all the other members of the body of Christ who had not yet believed on him at the time. They say the problem there with that view is that you and I didn't believe on Christ through the words of the 12 disciples. We believed on him through the words of the apostle Paul, and he is the only biblical writer who represents salvation by grace through faith in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, that's Romans 3.25. If someone introduced you to Christ using the words of the 12 apostles, they had to read Paul's gospel into their words for He's the only biblical writer to preach the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus as the gospel that must be believed in order to be saved. Now that's, of course, you know this, 1 Corinthians 15. What's that say? Well, now I make known to you, brothers and sisters, the gospel which I preach to you, which you also received and which you also stand, by which you also are saved. If you hold firmly to the word which I preach to you, unless you believed in vain. For I handed down to you as of first importance what I also received, that Jesus Christ, here it is, the gospel, that Jesus Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appears to Cephas, then the twelve. And after that he appeared to more than 500 brothers and sisters at one time, most of whom remain until now, and some have fallen asleep or died. So that's the gospel, 1 Corinthians 15. So who were those that were saved through the word of the apostles? Well, the 12 preached their word at Pentecost, which tells us that those who believed through their word were all Jews, for they were the only people that Peter addressed on that day. Acts 2.14, uh, 2.22 and 36. So in praying for them also, which shall believe through their word, the Lord was praying for future Jewish believers. Of course, this means that he had only Jewish believers in mind when he went on to pray for these future saints, that they all must be one, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me, John 17, 21. Here again, the commentaries all contend that the Lord was talking about us. After all, Paul didn't say of Christ, he is our peace who hath made both one, Ephesians 2.14. Speaking of how Jews and Gentiles were going to be baptized into one body, 1 Corinthians 12, the commentators insist that this is what the Lord had in mind when he prayed that they all might be one. But we're already seeing that this couldn't be what the Lord had in mind since those who believed on him through the word of the apostles were all Jews. So why was he praying that the Jews might be made one? That was a very good question. Well, if you know your Bible, most of you do. 
You know that there came a time in Israel's history when the ten northern tribes broke away from the two southern tribes and formed their own kingdom, 1 Kings 12. While God allowed it to happen, he had no intention of letting his people be divided forever. And to illustrate this, God instructed Ezekiel to take a stick and write Israel on it, representing the ten northern tribes, and then take another stick there and write Judah on it, representing the two southern tribes. Then to join them together and make them one stick, Ezekiel 37, starting at verse 15. He was told to do this to illustrate God's plan to take Israel and Judah and make them one nation. Verse 22, then this is the oneness for which the Lord prayed in our text here. So you got to ask, was his prayer answered? Well, you know it was. At Pentecost, there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews out of every nation under heaven, Acts 2, 5, and all that believed were together continuing daily with one accord with a, a singleness of heart, Acts 2, 41 through 46. Of course, the Lord had a purpose in mind for praying for the reunion of Israel's two houses. It was, as he said, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And when the reuniting of Israel's two houses continues into the millennial kingdom, their oneness will cause the world to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's logical, let me ask you, have you believed on the Lord Jesus Christ? 1 Corinthians 15, again, make known unto you, preach to you, and you received it. Paul said, what I received, Jesus Christ died for your sin, according to the word of God, the Bible that you have today. He was indeed buried, and he rose the third day. That's according to the Bible. Appeared to the 12, then to 500, and on and on. Today, why don't you make that decision, my friend? I thank God that a teenage boy invited me to church way back in 1973. Kevin Mitchell, thank you. Went to that little Baptist church, heard the good news of Jesus Christ. I hadn't heard anything better in my entire life. I, at that point, said yes to Jesus. Yep. Asked God to forgive me of my sins. Trusted Christ. And today, all these years, decades later, what an adventure this has been. A big thank you to Almighty God for saving my soul. I know I'm deserving of hell, not going there. Thank you, Jesus, for that awful death on the cross that gave us freedom in Jesus Christ today. If you're not saved, why not pray and accept Christ as your Savior well, this very hour. And finally, after over 60 years with the same person here, my wife, I've, I've learned a few things. Like an example, how do you turn a regular sofa into a sofa bed? By simply forgetting your wife's birthday. <laughs> Setting the, the woman says to her husband, you only hear what you want to hear. Yes, dear, I'd love to have a root beer. <laughs> <laughs> These are so scary. Hold your wife's hand in the mall because if you let go, she could start shopping. It looks really romantic and it's actually very economical for you. <laughs> and nobody told me that when you get a husband, the ears are sold separately, said this woman. <laughs> 
those of you that have been married for a while can really appreciate that. That's it, my friend. Had must say for another day. That's the way it is for a Thursday here. Hey, join me on Facebook. Many are Greg, Jerry G. Patton, P A T T E N. The General. Somebody said, don't use that. That's your past. Well, in the Lord's army, it could be my future, you know. And that's the way it is for a Thursday, November the 9th, 2023. I am Greg Patton. God bless you. Have yourself one fantastic day.